Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. We are speaking to you Tuesday night, which is extremely unusual these days because QPR seem to have had a game every week since about 1987, is what it certainly feels like. I'm here with three others, two QPR fans, one not a QPR fan, but well-placed to join us on the pod tonight. So we have a co-founder of the pod, part-time florist, part-time... Lover. Indiars. Part-time what? Lover. Part-time lover. <laughs> Paul Finney. Mm. How are well, you, Paul? I drive a flower van. I don't do flowers. You don't drive a place. flower van. Don't drive a van a flower. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> how are you, Paul? Oh, I friggin' done the after you, Saturday. You look like you've had a bad day. I got drunk yesterday. Did you get in trouble? I, 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 I made it on. Right. Yes. Well, your day's probably about to get worse, let's be fair. Um, Me knew it always does. Oh, no, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Not that fake kind of exchanges. People complain about it. We've got to be civil to each other, David. We're always civil. Thank you. And much. a man who's extremely civil to everyone, wow. like the segue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, is James Evans. Hello. Welcome back. Nice to be back. You, you're now while. firmly a semi on the pod. Semi contributor. I, well, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a wooden table, but yeah, I'm semi regular. <laughs> Talking of which, and, and the bad link, he's, he's, he's a child. He's a he's dad. What? He's a dad now. First time he's come on as a dad. Is it? Is it that, the first time? That's correct, yeah. Congratulations. Thank I, you. I didn't realise you hadn't been on since becoming a I had father. Been, I had been asked, but it wouldn't have been worth my while at home uh, to uh, uh, make an appearance. And age and variety of the child, not you. He is two months now. Lovely. Boy, Enzo Evans. Very good. So, you know, way back when, I mean, when I was writing Gary Bannister is and Dean Coney. Is this a Ferrari Coney, thing? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Gary Bannister, Dean Coney, Ayrton Senna and Nigel Mansell were the names that were getting written into my uh, textbook at school. Uh, Dean Coney, I know. Dean Coney? Yeah. Why wow. Dean Coney? I don't, I think it's just the name stuck in my head because it's quite a memorable name. Yeah. I wrote Mark Falco as well. I, I mean, that. you know. I mean, I, I like Gary Bannister, you know, mm. but also like Senna and Mansell. Oh, God, you like car racing, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mansell didn't drive a Ferrari, though, did he? He did, yeah, after Williams. Okay. Early 90s, okay. sorry. That's, oh, a, that's, that's a different fine. pod. That's, that's a different pod. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and plenty of QPR baby grows, am I right? Yeah. Good. I can bring myself to put him in it after the last result. Hmm. Sorry. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and also joining us is Simon Collings from the Evening Standards. Welcome, Simon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's good. You're not a QPR fan. I'm not a QPR fan. We don't fan. check your credentials at the door, but the, the reason why you're here is because you kind of do the QPR beat for Evening Standards. Is that right? Yeah, so uh, a colleague of mine, we sort of share the Football League, Football League beat, and I've had QPR for the last two or three weeks for the cup run. Um, interview with Tom Ahmed so I was there for, for a few of the games and mixed fortunes I was there for the Watford game for the Leeds game uh, managed to miss the Brentford game which sounds like I might have been fortunate to miss it so so your job tonight I suspect is to say guys 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 it's not that bad I, I think I hope 
I hope. From what I saw, it's not that bad. But I saw them. I saw them beat Leeds, and then didn't see them play Brentford. So probably, probably the best combination. Well, we'll come on to that. Um, right. So before we get into everything, uh, just a couple of things for me to say. Thank you all always for all your comments and kind of feedback to us, and it does make its way into the stuff that we do on the pod. So if you want to keep in touch, you can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Listen to any old episodes, go to qprpod.co.uk, where you can also support the pod. And thank you to everybody who does click that button to support the pod with our running costs. One such person that's done that is Paul Bland, who has bought the beers tonight. Uh, uh, thank you, Paul. Thank and, you, Paul. Thank and you, and Paul. in a first, he's had a rant that he would like us to read out um, <laughs> okay. in exchange for his patronage i say around that makes it sound immediately like he's being unreasonable and actually i don't think he is but he did want to draw attention to something that grinds his gears let's say so i'm reading yeah that was a simpsons <laughs> reference for anyone who's, who's uh who knows it so he said hi guys um could you mention or tweet in the context of qpr past streaming service it's not about the cost, it's about the principle of refunding subscribers when there's an outage. On Saturday, I watched the first seven minutes, then stream went down, only for it to start again in the 47th minute. Second half coverage was fine, second half football dreadful. QPR Pass only sends condescending emails to the effect of, we want to help you, but we don't think a refund is the answer. We don't hear very good things about QPR Pass, do we? Generally? I might sign up for it instead of going. I'm still waiting for a QPR Pass. <laughs> Oh, please don't. Sorry. Um, I think it's... <laughs> on a serious note, though, people have paid a lot of money for it. They should sort of... Like, the club should handle it better than that. That's that's the terrible response to send yes. someone. If you're not seeing the whole game, then you deserve a refund in my book. And the next game free. I, I mean, yes. Well, certainly a refund. And certainly don't say giving a refund is not the answer because no. surely streaming the whole game and giving people what they've paid for is the answer. There's got to be some sort of offer back to say sorry. It's quite simple, really. You don't if want you, to lose if you, people. If you subscribe to it and you're desperate, the frustration you must feel trying to watch us at Brentford must be horrendous. Well, OK, so let's move on from QPR Pass, streaming service. Thank you, Paul, for the beers. And we're happy you're to welcome. shine a light on what is obviously quite point, annoying. Yeah. So thanks for bringing it to our attention. Shall we talk about... So since the last podcast... We've beaten Leeds, and we have not beaten Brentford. Where would you like to start, gentlemen? I'm going to start in Brentford. Sick to death of going there and getting turned over. I don't know why we call it annual surrender at Griffin Park Day. It's just horrendous, and it's getting in my... I don't care, I don't care what excuses the team come out with. I don't care about the FFP thing they're coming out with. I don't care about building, 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 building. A small squad, they're tired, they're exhausted doesn't wash, you should be putting a better performance than they did on Saturday, which was nothing less than absolutely disgusting. To go to Brentford and surrender like that, to go anywhere and surrender like that, but especially, they're getting bored. They can't even be arsed to turn up now. There was a whole section near us that was empty. I don't know if that's for, for, for maybe for segregation, I don't know, but they can't even be arsed to take the piss anymore. And it used to be a big game for them, whether we turn up, they beat us, and they look over the moon with it, because that's their game for the season. Um, that's how they say it, that's fine. So they, they they take the mickey. They couldn't even be bothered to take the mickey on Saturday. It's it's just becoming so, so <laughs> embarrassing to go there. And the shots that we did have were probably landing around about Heathrow the same time as the aeroplanes. They were shocking and it was pathetic. And there should be an apology from the manager 
in local derbies when we don't turn up like we did on Saturday. I don't care who the manager is, I don't care if it's Holloway, it's McLaren or anyone like that there. They've got to come out and say how it is. No excuses, we weren't good enough. We were absolutely rubbish. The fans should not have to endure that in a, in a derby game. And we're deeply sorry. And can we please do something like that? Because that's what the fans deserve. Because it was awful Saturday. Run but what do you really think? <laughs> <laughs> Why was it so bad? Because there was no effort. The, 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 there was just no effort. I was, um, I, I, was, I, I was there. Um, and first half, it was fairly middling, but it was one of those halves of football that you'd it never want to watch half. again. Yeah. Um, we had a few corners, but nothing special. But other than that, I mean, I completely agree with Paul. Um, the second half... It sort of felt like they were on the beach a little bit, and I hate that expression because um, it's just so cliched. But it was it was very very in poor. March. How can you be on the beach well, in that, March? Well, they're not. But I, I mean, Brentford should be on the beach as well, though. In yeah, in theory. Well, see, that's what got me. Is someone said it's Brentford? They're better than us. No, they're not. They're more or less in the same point. We are. They're not going to get promoted, nor are we. And. If you're talking about FFP and budget, I'd like to see Sheffield United's compared to ours. I'd like to see Brentford's compared to ours. And I'd like to see a lot of teams compared to ours. We're not in the top six in budgets anymore, but we're not a skinned football club. And if we are having tired players, then why the hell do we send two players alone that had a first-team experience? And why are we not playing Manning? Why are we not playing Bright Samuel? Why, why are we just bringing Smith on for um, the odd five minutes? Why did we bring Hemed on, who's as rusty as anything I've ever seen in a football pitch for a long time? Second round over. There'll be more. It was poor. The second half, especially, it was really poor. It just, it's, it's. I mean, I know they've played a lot of games. But it just looked like they weren't trying, and you never ever want to see that or say that. And I know that's not true. Of course, the players care. They seem like a nice. They seem like a decent squad, a decent yeah. bunch mm-hmm. of guys. So you know, and do you think it was attitude, or do you think after this run, like they just had nothing left? I'd like to think it was the latter, um, but it, I mean, you know, I think Luongo had two or three shots outside the edge of the box. I mean, let's have some shooting practice. They were, they, as Paul mentioned it going to Heathrow, they were, uh, they were terrible shots. You know, they had that really good shot the other day where he nearly kind of whipped that thing in from like twenty odd yards against Leeds. Every every one that followed against Brentford got twice as further away in terms of height. It was, then that's just one, one little thing. There are a couple of moments like balls going out for a throw and like no one running to get it. Like, it doesn't even matter that it's Brentford. Like, we're losing. Chase the game. I know they're tired. It just, and also, like, Paul picked on another point that I sort of jotted down in my notes. In my we should say at this point that James has got some kind of spider graph. Yeah. You're like, you, you, you basically, you look like you've brought something in from Goodwill Hunting 2. Um, yeah. there like Hunting some season. sort of weird thing on your pad with lots of words and, and lines and arrows and things like that annoyed at myself for acceptance of this crap um, because <laughs> right hang on hang on are you talking about the Brentford game or this podcast <laughs> <laughs> well just if any hat fits the QPR situation like just accepting us Brentford they're better than us we just you know and then I looked at where we finished I think 12th 18th 16th the last few seasons so we're going to finish there again I mean do we just have to go Oh, all right, that's sort of where we are. Like, it's a bit... As Olivia Coleman did to the man of the altar, Q, yes, the Oscars, you she know? did. But then saying that, if you, I went, before I came here, I tried to be a bit professional, which is unlike my good self. I, I give myself a I'm worried about you, Paul. I think we need to cheer you up tonight, seriously. Oh, do carry you? on, carry on with your point, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you threw me there. I didn't know you cared. Um, <laughs> and um, 
And we go through the team. It's not a bad side. I mean, teams in the championship would kill to have Naki Wills up front. And people would... Ah, so I'm going... This is an interesting point that I have written down. And maybe Simon will have a thought on this. In Clive's review on Loft for Words, he said many things. But a very interesting point was picked up. Which was, he wrote, this QPR side is not a good side. And the theory goes, the theory is that this side has to be playing at 100% to win a game. And when they are, they'll win a game. But if they drop off even slightly, they don't have the quality, they don't have enough players, and that's what happened. So we had that great run. We started the season with a terrible run, terrible bunch of games, but... In theory, but if you go with this theory, that's par for this team. Then yeah. they had that bunch of games where they were really, really playing to their top performance level and they won them. But as soon as they drop off that, mm. they are just not capable of winning. So you're saying it's a good team. This, this argument with Kyle, which a lot of people picked up on, is actually we're a bad team who he can get to play good. So what do you there's, think, there's, well, I think there's good players in that team. I don't think you can deny... I mean, look at someone like Luke Freeman. If any, whichever championship club gets promoted to the Premier League I think he would be on their shopping list um, the same I think Naki Wells is a very good player I mean Eze I mean, we'll talk about him later but you know at the start of the season he was again being talked about as one of the best young players in the division one of the best young players in England so I think there's plenty of good players there for me it was interesting what McLaren I'm reading his comments after the game talking about a lack of leadership whether you guys think that this is a decent group of players who don't have any leaders and McLaren when before the Watford game in the FA Cup he said we had this terrible start and everyone was going crazy and the difference was we brought in Rangel we brought in Cameron we brought in Hemed Mm. and these guys basically gave some leadership to the team and for me looking at it from a purely you know statistical looking at the fixtures when Jeff Cameron's gone out the team they seem to have lost their lost their shape and lost the cohesion so whether it's the simple fact that you've got lots of young bright talented players and when they lose experience mm. they lose their heads they lose their leadership because I think there's talented players in there 100% whether there's a good team there is a different question but I think there's good players there definitely well, I think it's team management because you say Cameron but then personally I would figure that maybe switching Furlong to centre half might not be a bad show putting Hall in the Cameron role um Taking When's the, Cameron back? Do we know when? I, I, I think you can just write him off now. Really? Um, maybe if he come back, I don't know, he might even play Saturday. But I think the, the thing is, we've got well, a develop. He can't play Saturday, can he? It's Stoke. Oh, yeah. They might. Be, but the, yeah, okay. Yeah. Flipping heck of yeah, Cheers, yeah. James. Um, Although he did want to play against Stoke for the way game. He was desperate to play. Anyway, because he was on the podcast before. The, um, the thing is, we've now got to develop players for next season. And unless we're going to sign Cameron, which we might well do. You've got to start looking at other players. We've got to start trying to get some, some pattern before the end of the season together. Otherwise, people are just not going to be looking forward to the renewing their season tickets. And that's a worry because this run is a pretty poor run that we're on. There's no two ways about it. Beating Leeds. We've lost eight and nine. Yeah, correct. Yeah, beating Leeds was pretty Three points out of... But going through the Four squad, points out I mean, of 30, maybe. Which isn't good enough. It's relegation form. Yeah, it it's is. absolutely relegation for. The thing is, you look at... I think we'll be okay. Couple more, we'll, we'll somehow get a couple more. The bottom more three can't, right. get a, can't get a run together. I think, I think we will be okay. And it, is, it feels like it's the third or fourth year in a row that mm. effectively the season has been done in February. With a couple of scares, yeah, admittedly. Exactly. If you lost all your games now and went down, you deserve to go down if you lost whatever it was, you know, 
12 games in a we row. Will. I think you can't... No one loses... 12. Hang on, hang on, 12. No one loses 19 games out of 20. Even the worst teams <laughs> in the country don't lose 19 out of 20, surely. Do you know when you... When the first <laughs> I mean, there's probably some team out there at some point. You know when the, not professional, but you're right. You you're know, right, you know in January when the first bit of snow falls and you think, thank God we got a new border, that won't break down. That's what you're saying. What's interesting is about the people that we... As in, sorry, and then the boiler does break down. Right. Pretty much so. Yeah, but who loses 19 out of 20? If we lose 19 out of 20, we do deserve to We haven't won since Boxing Day, apart from the Leeds game. We haven't actually... That was our first win since Boxing Day. If you actually look at it, that's a pretty... And to be fair, McLaren should be brought in front of the board to explain why that is. Because it's not... It's not an FF. Although, if your point is we have absolutely no momentum and we don't win games, that's not true because we did win the cup games. So yeah, but okay, we, we are a team that is has been capable yeah. of winning. In we that also run. beat Forest away, but how long are we going to live off these 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 small crumbs in the table that keep falling right. off? The, sh- the club will just show a gif again, and everyone will be happy. With Bircham scoring oh. at Brentford, oh, that I, went I, well. I'm not oh. about that. This whole Brentford's like let's show the. Bircham scoring whenever it was 13 years ago. Uh, whatever I mean, it, was. it was. Enough, enough already. It's, it's that, a, that small time. I know it's great and it was a great result, but like, come on. But then they put up that tweet, didn't they, from the ground said, this is as close as QPR fans are going to get to new ground of their new yeah. Atlanta road. But you were right. They couldn't sell it out and there was another area of the ground that wasn't sold out, which is considering, what is it, about 12,000 there and they're moving to, what, 18, 19 or No, something? they won't get 18, 19 in that so place. They won't. So, they won't so the out. whole showing the gift of Bircham scoring again is bad. But if I'm also honest, there was a lot of QPR fans on Twitter on Friday and Saturday protesting very hard that we don't care about this derby. And I thought, mm, actually, it's quite a lot of people do care about it's a generation this derby. Thing. There's, a, there's a lot of the older generation, people even older than I, and I'm old, who regard Brentford as our rivals. Um, and then there was this, this 67 talk of merger, which Brentford approached us about, not the other way around, even though we seem to get blamed for it, and it never happened. And someone needs to tell Peter, Peter Gilham that it didn't actually happen, and it's not our fault. Pretty disgusting that he won't refer to us in the matches. They're announcer. Is he did a bit of the standard where he slaughtered us, and um, on Saturday he just refers as the opposition. Grow up. Does yeah. he do that for every away team? And I just keep you because he hates us so much, idiot. Um, if you got, you know, and it, it's it's just so <laughs> so frustrating um, because the other thing as well, you know, the referee was Keith, Keith Stroud was appalling. But we he could really we, we could have been down to ten men in the first seconds when Bidwell elbowed their player in the face. Or I think oh, hundred percent. I don't know if it was Bid. Was it Bidwell? I think it was. Yeah, Bidwell. I think it was. It was from kickoff. Why? It was in about five seconds. <laughs> have it, they it got was mad? Have they got a feud? What was that about? Because we were all like, your man fell on the floor. And we're going like, Jesus Christ! There's no way mm. it was going to be that stupid. And then I watched it back and I thought, he's caught him. Yeah. He could have been sent off in the first. What is that about? So you trade all week for this game and then you just. I mean, I mean, Stroud was terrible, but was everyone shocking. knows he's bad. I mean, the pen was very, very can, soft. But you can't. Oh, yeah, I saw the highlight that didn't lock penalty. Nah, at all. But no, he was he was always going to give no. one because that's what he does. And he's he's def- five, five penalties in his last ten games. He's refed for QPR five penalties against us. Yeah, right. He's yeah. got he's definitely got um, Napoleon syndrome. There's no two ways about it. He just the way he talks, he's you know he's, he's a poundland Mike Dean. Do you know what I mean? He just he just has to be about him and. It annoyed me because <laughs> I can't even blame him for the result and I desperately want no. to. Mm. I desperately no. want to feel that it was a massive injustice down to that idiot in the pitch. 
But no, it wasn't. I mean, it was it, a different set of idiots. Do you know what? It was, it, it was actually a lucky 3 0. Lumley. Lumley was our best player. Yeah, and the fact that they didn't have their yeah. shooting boots on either too well. Yeah. Was, they, they broke through way too easy, way too much, and without the kind of challenges that you'd expect in any kind of derby match. Just, I just don't know. Should, should, we, should we cheer things up? Should we bring <laughs> some positivity? Well, it could have been sex. Let, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> By leaving the Brentford game. All right. Let's go back a week. Let's go back seven days to the Leeds game. I wasn't there. I was on daddy duty. So, um, oh. which was really, um, you know, I love my boy. You watched, did you watch it? Um, no. Can you, you didn't watch that awful I mean, single seen, camera view that I've Sky seen, have it <laughs> I've seen the goal. For those red um, button you games. Know, but I was... Yeah, sadly, was not there. Those are terrible, by the way. Those Beautiful Sky thing. red button things—they're terrible. I know you're burning about the QPR pass, whatever. But considering for Sky, yeah. if someone's paid that for a year's Sky subscription, and the red button is one camera watching the game, it's yeah. ridiculous. Not in HD, which which I think is on Maslow's hierarchy of needs now. <laughs> HD is I like didn't a even basic. Know <laughs> yeah. Not on HD. No. Yes. All oh, right. Um, so standard death so one you, camera so you know what we're talking about right when you the midweek games that are shown on Sky if you have Sky they screen all of them and you watch them on the red button but it's one camera view <laughs> from like high up in the stand so there's no close ups there's nothing it's just, why, it's just why, a lad with an iPhone and it's, really, <laughs> and it's quite grainy because it's in standard but all these clubs have got their own TV ways don't they why don't they just shoot into that I mean QPR do their matches live or maybe they shoot enough to your man said it goes off after 45 minutes so maybe you should shut up okay I, I, I don't know. What I will say, though, is going into... The, first of all, it looked empty against Leeds. It ground. wasn't full. It and wasn't empty. I, I had so... Maybe it was just me and the people who I hang out with. I had so many people saying they weren't going, giving away their tickets, didn't want to go to the Leeds game. It's got to be a consequence... I know it's a consequence of us losing seven in a row, but it's also got to be a <laughs> yeah. consequence of Sky... Screening all the games, it's got to hit attendances. It's not going to help, is it? It's not going to help. Yeah, but no, I, I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know, dear, because when we were on that run and we were just getting it together, the ground was getting a lot fuller. People were people were coming out of the woodwork. People were making the effort. It was, even it the family, even the family stand was looking pretty good. Um, people, then you start losing again. It's just. It's the way modern football is now. You start losing, people don't turn up. Um, I know. I've, I, I lost kind of how many texts I got. Do you know who wants to take it for tonight's game? Yeah, you know, and for Leeds. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I the, mean, the cup game after that. I was at the cup game for the Watford game, and mm. that was obviously, as you expect, rammed. And then the West Brom game on the Tuesday was yeah. really, really. I think that was ten thousand, eleven thousand. Mm. And then for Leeds, it was around. I think it was fourteen thousand, but three thousand of them were Leeds. Three thousand yeah. Leeds fans, which is. So what? Did we, how do we feel? What do we think about last Tuesday? Then you go. You go. Um, don't we, make it we, sound we, like we lost. Paul. No, no, it, it, it's <laughs> it was kind of, great. It was, it was great. Uh, no, thanks, James and <laughs> Mister Happy's having a go. Um, and it's kind of one of them things that went up, and then we were a completely different team. We got away with a twenty minutes of madness, and they didn't capitalize on that, even though we gave them a chance in the first minute. And we defended for our lives. And you look at it, and you're thinking, take that. It, maybe we have to take the lead, and we have something to put or to die for, literally. And the, the different side. Um, you could argue that Leeds didn't play well. Who cares? We won. And thank God we won. Because Maybe it's classic QPR kind of syndrome. Like We're much better against when we're sort of the underdog. Well, they were yeah. 10 feet you know. and lost to Southampton a few days later, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Man, then you didn't lose to Southampton. No, we we no, we, we beat Man U, and then everyone went down to home. Oh, I think see. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Sorry, sorry. We got hammered. But no, it was good, and Freeman was absolutely outstanding. I mean, that was one of the best individual oh, performances yeah. I've seen for a long, 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 long time at QPR. It's got to absolutely be worth at least amazing. three million now on QPR <laughs> transfer prices. <laughs> <laughs> I get Simon. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was an, well in terms of that defensive performance, um, amazing. I mean, Grant Hall, who. No, this is someone who for 18 months was basically couldn't really train or play and he was outstanding bar his bicycle kick, which was ridiculous. Um, and then going forward, I mean, Luke Freeman, you bear in mind, you know, we speak about this run they're going on of not winning a game and he has the audacity to basically back heel it in from sort of four <laughs> or five yards. It's just the epitome of how good a player he is. I mean, I think he's... In that team, he is just the standout performer. And, and any, anyone watching that, which, you know, I mean, um, McLaren said it afterwards, which is probably, will rank, or hopefully raise his asking price if they're trying to sell him, saying, you know, he can play in the Premier League, he could play for Leeds, which is true, because he's that good a player. Um, I think the annoying thing for, for QPR is how you can play that well and put in that much effort and then go and lose 3 0 in a derby game. Who's the main time you can carry the team, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is it a formality that he is going in the summer? I'll be surprised if he doesn't. You can hold him back. It would be unfair in the player. He's yeah, if, he gets, if there's a decent offer and he wants to go, you know, what, what do we pay for him? 300,000? I don't want him to go because he is. He is I, think he, I think he's our genuine asset in that squad. Although yeah. apparently, apparently on, on the Twitter sphere, it sounds nonsense, Villa are interested in Tony Leisner for 5 million. I read that earlier today. Made me laugh. Give over. Made me laugh. Um, but yeah, but Fre- Freeman's player of the season... Like it's there's, there shouldn't be anyone else in contention for it. No, he's been fantastic this year, um, and he used to wind me up with fifty nine stepovers. But yeah. he's cut that all out, and he's just he's pro- he's just you know not. I have watched highlights of the game, but he wins the ball a lot. He's like someone said he's a combination of Martin Rowlands and Lee Cook, um, which is quite nice because he's got some bite biting in his play, and he's not the biggest. And then he, you know, doesn't seem that fast, but he gets away from people, and he's got he great set piece delivery. Like, mm. you know, he would be appreciated a lot more if he was at a team ten places higher, pushing for the playoffs. And I you think know. as well, he's a player who's so good going forward, but he's spending a lot of his energy doing, like you say, yeah. defensive work, tracking back because he wants to help the team, which is great. But in reality, you want to say to him, "Look, don't worry about that. You don't need to be tracking back, tackling. Look, you just." get the ball in the final third and go and win us the game. But exactly. And actually, very briefly, just to t- segue from that, I think that for me personally this season, that's been Eze's issue. Mm. I'd much rather him, uh, you said it the other week, Paul, I'd much rather Eze just go, look, go and just try and do your stuff, mate. It's fine if it doesn't work. I think he's lost a bit of his game um, this season. Um, but Luke Freeman, and I'd actually, if he did stay, I'd make him captain. Nothing against Tony Leisner, like Leisner, I'd make Luke Freeman captain. I don't think he will stay. I think, I it'd be, I think if anyone comes in with this a bit above... Because we need the money? I think that yeah. contract extension was... That almost looked like a gentleman's agreement between the club that he will be going in the summer. Because he it was extended for a year, didn't he? Yeah. And if, you, if you've got an asset like Luke Freeman, no, no one... All things being equal, you're not going to extend Luke Freeman for one year. You're going to time down for a long period. So That's that, true. to me, felt like yeah. they've done something. From the outside as well, it, it looks like the sort of thing... Obviously, the troubles you've had financially this season, if you were going to say to one player in that squad, look, give us a season, we're going to need you for this one season, he's probably the one player you would pick. Yeah. And maybe you placate that by going, saying, look, we'll extend it by a year, which keeps your prices if it would be we were sending this summer, and we'll increase your wages by yeah. X amount of money. 
I mean, to be fair, there's the, probably a buyout in there, isn't there? The team that I think he'd do really well at would be Bournemouth because he'd, he'd suit their style really well. But mm. I don't want him to go. I want him to stay. Hopefully he will stay, but it'd be wrong to stand away. Talk about the license a bit. I read that and I was thinking, yeah, take it. But, you know, if every player is up for sale. Any know. player you wouldn't sell for five million? Um, I think you get more than that for three million. <laughs> Come on. Um... Who's worth five million? I'm not trying to be negative. They would but sell. Like, they get five Freeman's million the, offer for Freeman. Freeman's, the only, Freeman's the only one in yeah, that squad that's one. worth that. Really? I think Eze, at the start of the season, when he was playing well, would have what, been what, worse. What, 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 should, what do they need to do about Eze? It's not, he's what not firing on all cylinders, is he? Is it no. time to take him out of the team? I think it's time to get him to reevaluate what he's doing. Um, we, we talked about the other week that modern football means that you have to track back. You know, there's, there's players, the Bannisters, the Wagleys, and that didn't do track back, and they just went forward and caused mayhem, which is what you want them to do. And out to wraps for the modern listeners. <laughs> Thank you very much. There you go. Um, well, Dell was different class. I mean, he could just—he was a much better player, but he's a bit older. As he needs to develop, um, I'm not sure he's going to do that. Playing the role that he's playing in, this, it's not working. I think four four two would have been better Saturday against Brentford. Played um, Big Smith for Wales. I don't know. It's it's sad because. He's, he's is it sad or is it just part of his development? Time to take a few weeks out. Well, yeah, but he's a, he's the kind of thing you're looking at and saying you could be in the first team, uh, pretty much homegrown. We need to bring this player through. This is a new QPR. He is that banner. He is oh. that poster boy for the new QPR. So it doesn't work. Again, the whole ethos of what we're trying to do falls into the ground. You want him to be the man to replace Freeman, ideally, but I'm not sure if he could do that right now. Right now, and the th- the issue is as well. He's having you forget how young he is. He's basically learning in the first team. Like well, he's the sort of player it, yeah. you'd ideally you know play him a bit. You bring him out a bit, but it's like no, you need to how play. How many games he played? Fifty, like in his career, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, something. Like it's not that. A lot. And against against Leeds when he played. There was a couple of moments there, and you sat watching in the press box, and there was one, but he's just like a fantastic double step over, beats this guy, and like whoa, and then he just sort of shanks across, you know, into well, stand. Well, like, oh. well, you're right. He's learning in the first team, but this is preferable to what used to happen with promising QPR youngsters which was they wouldn't learn in the first team and eventually they wouldn't fulfill their potential I, I, I think maybe he needs to be taken out for a bit and put on the bench but that as a whatever you want to call it a coachable moment like for him to come out to go back in again if you see what I mean he needs a few weeks out he maybe needs to reevaluate some of the things he's doing on the pitch maybe of clearly the the way we're setting up in eight games out of nine, is not working. That's true. Um, so we need to change something, and maybe it's time to give him a few weeks out and bring him back. Bring him back what? after that. I totally agree. He's definitely our future. He's our future kind of playmaker. But maybe, maybe he needs to be managed out of the team. For so a bit. does that mean Ilias Chairs next year's Aberrieza? Could be. Right, Could fine. be. Ilias Chairs. <laughs> but that's. I mean, this is the thing that annoys me. I think they've got the loans the wrong way round. As in, we sent out the wrong people for loan. I mean. To give people first-team football and then bin them out on loan seems quite harsh, you know, because you should do it the way around, obviously. Um, he can't send a player out on loan for shit, can he, McLaren? He <laughs> seems <laughs> to get it permanently wrong, doesn't he? Um, and the ones we've brought in <laughs> all seem to be injury-prone. Yeah. Weaknesses, sending the wrong players out on loan. Because he sent Manning out, didn't he? Yeah, he brought we clearly need and needed at the time. But not now sure he's not about, even featuring, is he? I'm not sure about Chair and Ote both going out at the same time. One of them. 
One of them, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, was, I think I looked on Saturday. I think Ote's on the bench at Walsall. I'm not sure. Yes, he's, he's I think probably, you're right. I don't think he's playing, which is not ideal because you really want him to be in the first team. Um, like I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's quite interesting because the whole thing, and you know this better than I do, because you, you know you 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 you're professional. You're not an idiot like I. Um, and. I'm kind of looking it's at talking what, about Simon, by the way, not James or I. <laughs> just for anybody listening, professional. I'm just, nothing yeah, to do with I'm just this. This is the one thing that we need to get right next season, and then we can make all the excuses in the world. But if we don't get recruitment right again, we are going to be on our hole next season, and we are going to be in for one hell of a season. We the recruitment has to be bang on. What is it the teams like Brentford and that are doing around us that we're not doing that we're missing on because they're selling player after player after player. For serious money, they're doing what we want to do. Yeah. Yet we're talking about doing it, but never actually doing it. Brentford and are the kings, though, aren't they? The, the, there was that stat the other day where they had a team which they eleven players, they bought for six million, and they'd sold it for like seventy million. Yeah, and one of them was a QPR fan. <laughs> yeah, the one, that? Born, the one that went born for uh, the defender. No, oh, Meffin. He was, he was he Chris Meffin. Yeah, he was he was let go by Rangers, picked up by Brentford, and they'll have another one. They'll probably sell. You know, Mo, Mopai will probably go at some point for you know a good amount of money and. It's the same with how Watford operate in the in the Premier League, where you know they'll bring someone in to core in and they'll sell them on for big. That's the way you want to do it. But the problem is, if you get keep getting it wrong, like mm. someone like Stoke has, uh, you get it wrong, you just keep making a loss, you keep losing money. I mean, we've been out of the Premier for a while now. This is the last of the parachute money, and the league position would tell you, despite all the spin, despite all the mm. um, talk of doing this, talk of doing that, we can't seem to get away from this bottom end of the table. Well. I was going to bring that on to McLaren and his record versus Holloway. And for the change in the summer, you pretty much have got the same, you're back in the same position. I think there's a point or two between their two records Groundhog at this point hoops. of the season. So it is a bit Groundhog Day. So I was going to ask you about that. Is that, is he overperforming because he, in theory, has less resources at his level? He certainly, it feels like he's blooding more youngsters. In QPR, it feels like he's got not quite as good players, or have they actually got the same thing? And they're it's just kind of they're both good managers and they're like fighting, they're, they're kind of uh, what's the phrase pissing in the wind, really, but with you, what with you, the hands they've been dealt at QPR. You say he's got less resources, he's got three premiership players on loan. Well, I was giving a theory, Paul. Sorry, mate, well, I can't I, even spell I it. don't know. It's, it's, it's hard, like, I'm. How many teams would have taken Holloway on last year or whenever he came back for the, the second time? Not a lot. How many teams would have, in the championship would have taken on Steve McLaren? Not many. That is our bigger problem for me. And also, back to what Paul was saying, you've just got to look at the squad that's been assembled. It's pretty ropey. You know, I, I, that's how I see it. It's pretty ropey. If I look through that team, I think it, if they get on a run, a bit of confidence, they'll win a few games. There are worse teams in the league. I think we'll be fine. Um, but next season, you know, there's a lot of people out of contract. Um, so you've got, I mean, can we afford a lot of those? Probably not. So quite a lot of those will go. Um, and then it's, well, then McLaren's meant to be a great coach. So maybe you'll have to coach some of these people out on loan because that's all he's going to have. There's, I mean, isn't, isn't it like Cousins, Lynch? I wrote, wrote it down, I think. Baptiste, well, he's gone. Bidwell, who knows? Cousins, Hall, Lynch, Rangel, Shadipo who's still around apparently, Owens and Pavel Joek. You know, we're going to lose a lot of them. And then McLaren is a great coach. He's going to... Are they going to get... Are they going to let him bankroll again and get some more people in from the Prem? There's no money. It's so... Well, it's, 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 it's tricky. But then also, you look at all of that 
And who would want it? So if McLaren were to go, I'd, I, I, I don't really care because I don't think it makes a difference. Mm. I think you know we'll still be looking at the lower quarter of the championship next season, unless things drastically change. But then there'll be, oh, let's get Gareth Ains with him. That's what it will be. Um, that would destroy another legend, the club. Because that's what we, <sighs> get the best out of Eze, but I suppose true. <laughs> I bumped into someone very connected to Wickham last week. I shouldn't say who, but I kind I'm of trying said to think of someone someone famous from High Wickham. Now. There is no one famous. <laughs> James no, no, Corden. James Corden connected to the club. Okay, and I kind of said to them as a joke, like. Um, how does it feel to like literally be on borrowed time with your manager that as soon as QPR decide they want your manager, that he's going to go to QPR? And he said, it, it's, it's really obvious, isn't it? He said he, hardly, he barely even makes a secret of it, Gareth Ainsworth. It's just so obvious. And was the person him. you spoke to, Arif Gainsworth? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't. But it does. He even did the punditry for the... He yeah, he did. He did. There does feel talks an about how great Ezzy was and how you know he was well, great at Wicked yeah. when he played under him. So there does feel an inevitability about that. Yeah, but it, it depends as well on how Wicked play. I don't I'm no expert, but I think it's pretty high ball, a long ball type thing. And You've got no money anyway, though. No, he, he does. He's used to, to that. He's used to having no budget, and he tick. Did, yeah, tick. he's done a really good job. <laughs> the trouble We've is, got Akin Fenworth. So do you know what I would like? Good. Whether it's Ainsworth or whether it's anybody else, I would, I would, I would like. The best person for the job. That's what we've got to get next time. Um, but we don't, we, we're not in a position to get the best person for the job. You're always in a position we to get, get the best, the person, best for the job. person who will take the job. You get who that's what, and, and that's sort of the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, mm. I mean, I don't mind McLaren. I think he's all right. I think you know, when we do well, he doesn't kind of goad and doesn't yeah. boast about how great he is. He gives the players credit. When we do badly, he tends to protect the players. He does say back to basics a lot. Um, but, you know... He's a John Jimmy, Major fan. Jimmy Floyd has yeah. said it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, and Which doesn't mean anything. No. That, lit- that phrase literally means nothing. It is what it is. I do wonder if McLaren came back to get his stock high again by saying if anyone can turn QPR around and do a decent job I mean as a move I don't, know if strategy, I, I don't, think, I don't think his stock is any higher though. <laughs> or was it I'm not sure about was it, that if anyone can help pay off my mortgage it's Queen's Park Rangers <laughs> and he's, still, he's still commuting down from um, up north isn't he is he yeah still he's around Middlesbrough way, I believe so it's he hasn't moved down to London there's no reason why he should if he doesn't want to that's fine but I, I think he did see that we're going through that run he's probably thinking himself They'll be queuing up tomorrow. You know what? And you think about the pundit thing. I remember when QPR drew 2-2 at Fulham, when you saw how bad that Fulham defence was, and aren't they doing a terrible QPR-like Premier League job at the moment? Fulham, by the way. Um, You know, we made it 2-2, Pav, mugged off Dennis Adoy. That was wonderful. But who was the pundit? Steve McLaren. And he spoke with a lot of knowledge about QPR. And then you look at this season, who's been the pundit recently? Gareth Ainsworth. Seen a lot of our games, yeah. Mm. I mean, the thing, McLaren's seen a lot of games from January, I believe. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah. But, then, uh, but yeah. then, can we keep sacking managers? I mean, there comes a point when everyone in the club should be looking at their own role and what they're doing and are they improving the team. And you can't keep throwing people in front of the bus either. So it's an interesting one. But going back to Holloway, he didn't get a job afterwards, so presumed that it was the right thing to do at the time. And I think... He, he was didn't in... have a job before, though. We sort of plucked him out of yeah, and it, nothingness. It kind of worked. He's and not a man you want when you've got no money as well, Ian Holloway. I wouldn't have thought. 
When you've got no money and you want a coach, I think McLaren's a much better. Holloway's better well, with a strong number two. He's better with the with the Kenny jacket. He's better with someone. I can't remember who he had a black pill, but anyway, he's better with someone who's got can calm him down. I mean, I think when the fella went to Fleming went to Middlesbrough, we lost a lot of calmness in that. that um, yeah, Kurt Fleming, yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, I I don't think it was a wrong thing. I think it was interesting that we tried it. But I, and back to what you were saying. Sorry, Paul. Right. Um, I think maybe this kind of resignation of nothingness in the league is sort of reflected by the fact that McLaren isn't getting a lot of stick um, because everyone's like well you know we finished 16th don't we yeah. that's what it is at the moment but it's well, interesting as well that when uh, so Freeman did he did the media before the Watford game fifth round game and he was talk, asked about what was the difference between Holloway and McLaren and he was saying like the level of detail and the coaching under McLaren where in other words, Holloway was basically go and play, which he actually quite liked on Holloway because he was regular. Mm. But he was saying, you know, the detail and the coach that McLaren's going into is is at another level. So and it makes no difference. You <laughs> end up no in exactly <laughs> yeah, the same a, place. It's the same result, different methods. You so. can have go out and play with no, in yeah. th- based on what you're saying, no preparation mm. at all. Go out and play or meticulous preparation to coin the phrase, mm. um, and you end up in the same place anyway. Different methods, um, same result. Let, let's, um, before we finish up, let's raise the moves a little with something completely different. So Joe Hilton today, sometimes mm. of this parish, uh, put a great tweet out. Thought it was a really good tweet, took everyone's minds off complaining about various things, which was, if there was, I think this is on the back of, if you saw that, uh, the statue of David Beckham at LA Galaxy. It's a good week. statue, it's actually. It's a good statue and also coloured. Like yeah. it's got it looks a bit like Matt it. Ritchie, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks more like Beckham than the Ronaldo, yeah, it's like Ronaldo yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of statue. So he said, if there was to be a QPR statue outside the ground in a hypothetical situation, who would you want it to be? Now, Simon, you can either choose to participate in this or not. And Neil, our knob twiddler engineer, you can shout over your answer as well. I know you don't like me getting you involved and you're pretending you can't hear, but we will ask. I you. think Paul Finney should go first because he's seen you the most... You think Paul Finney should be the statue? Because no, <laughs> well, yeah. he's seen the most QPR players. Hang on, I'm just doing... I'm going to start up a very small short-lived bookmakers on this one. I will give you... Evens on Alan McDonald. Paul, your statue. <laughs> well, you'd have to have four. Four? Yeah. Okay. You'd have to have, obviously, Alan, because he came into the team as a youth player, went all the way through If you to take four, none of us are going to have an answer. <laughs> you realise that. Four of us here. Fine, is fine. Um, <laughs> go so on. That's, that, that's South Africa Road sorted. Yeah. Um, the loft, I wow. would have... It's like a cup. Yeah. The, the, the loft, I would have Lee Cup, Kelly... Hold it up. Only trophy of one. Yeah. I would do that. Um, for the Ellsley, it would have to be Stambouls because it's quite an old looking stand. And, it, it, I mean, you know, when you see a TV, the Ellsley hasn't changed that much. So the 70s would be Stambouls. And for the, the school end, it would have to be Gary Bannister to remind the Chelsea fans of how many times he scored hat tricks against them when they come. Okay. James. Um, the Bannister one was the a Loftus joke. Road Squirrel. That's a, <laughs> that'd be a good shout. That'd be amazing. Whether well, what's quite iconic, not being around for the '67 finals, Rodney Marsh's celebration after his great goal. Yeah, so if you're thinking there. of what a statue would look like and him celebrating after that little solo effort, I'd actually um, plump for that. Really? Yeah. Mm. 
I think the, I think Mike. I mean, I, um, go on, Neil. Shout out yours, and we'll we'll say it into the microphone. Neil is a is a QPR fan. He's our engineer, but he's extremely to say, shy to ever be on mic. Did I say Kelly? I meant Keen. What the fuck did I get Kelly from? We don't Sorry. know. Go on, anyway. Neil. Barry McGuigan. He <laughs> said. Barry McGuigan, a Loftus Road legend. <laughs> and I um, apologise for saying Kelly. That was ridiculous. I don't know why I did that. Sorry. I, I I'll go for Jerry Francis, captain Ooh. of our best team. M- Captain of our best team, he was captain. Manager, manager of England. First captain of England, manager of our best modern team. That's a pretty good That's record. Solid. That is mullet worth, as that well. That is worth mullet. great mullet. Then, do, Full mullet. Worthy Not proper modern. mullet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who you missed out, like, to miss out Mike Keane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to miss out Tony Ingham. To miss out George Goddard. Murphy, who's the first in well, the only Well, there's only one name. Each, Paul. It wasn't like, let's go through <laughs> yeah, everyone. I had to think about it. I didn't say Bowles, which is probably would have been the most popular. But you know. Yeah, Bowles, I'm it, sure, it, would be the most popular. And, and the people that aren't here anymore. I mean, you could also argue that there's people who have made a massive contribution to QPR, like Alex Stock. Um, you said Alex Stock, though. You said Alex Stock in one of your four, didn't you? No, I got the wrong name for one. I'm sure you said that. You, anyway. have, you, you could maybe do it in, in sections. You could have like... You could, you could have, <laughs> it could be a museum's worth yeah. of It's a Madame Two yeah, sort yeah, of QPR. Yeah. What you could do is maybe name the stands and then have the image, like say the Elza, you could make it into a 67 stand with a montage. Okay, but Paul, I, I haven't asked Simon <laughs> if he's got one yet. They're Paul, all gone, they're all gone. We're I'm done. saying there is only, there's this one lump of granite, there's only enough to make one statue. You've got one statue. Who am I making it Well, just of? to make it clear, I'm not talking about Kelly the goalkeeper. I was talking about Keane. Yeah. Just for everyone that's got yeah. that one. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Who am I making um, it of? Alan McDonald. Highest international caps. QPR's uh, longest serving player. Most appearances. Um, youth to management. What Not the most have? appearances, but a lot of appearances. Tony Ingham had the most appearances, didn't he? I thought it was Tony Ingham, but yeah. Do you mean you, may, you might it, mean Paul most? Says Alan McDonald with such certainty. No, I'm not. I'm not I, think, I think he had the most international. Yeah, most international appearances. Definitely. Yeah, Tony Ingham. Well, he's a top. Yeah. God, I'm getting a lot wrong. Did you have one, Simon? I had one. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most of them have gone anyway. But. On a separate note, I thought when you mentioned statue, I thought you were going to talk because they've taken down the Michael Jackson one from the National Football Museum, the one from Fulham. <laughs> they've removed it from there finally. Oh, but, uh, it's it's nice. yeah. <laughs> um, on a serious note, I would have I would have said Rodney Marsh just because of the way he played football. But um, if not, I mean, for a modern day one, I think having Adult Tarat in his overweight state with the slogan "He's not fit to play football" would be. Would be great. You want people to have a picture next to it. That's the thing, don't <laughs> yeah. you? That's the point of a statue, as well as commemorative. But by the way, um, James, I've written down something you said. You said oh. a great phrase, which I think is going to be the title of the podcast. Oh, okay. Today, which is this resignation of nothingness. <laughs> I think we've got our title. I think we've got the episode title there. Um, ours end. This is the bit at the end. We finish off the podcast with any other business, any additional thoughts, Anything that anyone hasn't mentioned. We know Paul gets very upset. I apologise um, for getting to the about, as well. Paul gets, Paul gets very upset if he doesn't 
get the final slot on the R's end, so we'll go first, James. I thought it was being released as a separate podcast. <laughs> what, but Finney's R's end? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a brief one from one of my notes. Is the training ground the size of the moon? Like, how long is this this search that they're doing to check that there's not some, you know, ancient Roman baths mm. at Warren Farm? How long is that taking? Because we could do with a bit of good news. I think, to be fair to the club, and this is not often I'll defend the club, but it has been held up by local residents. So that's not totally their fault. No, but it's, it's, it's nearly done. That Save Warren Farm group, that's done, isn't it? Like, what? Like, you mean, when is a spear good in the ground? Yeah, or even like. A picture of a spade in a van saying it's on his way. Mm. I take that, like, you know, because I think they could do with a good news day at the moment. That's a fair point. Yeah. I kind of don't know whether to, like, start this or not. My R's end was going to be on the stadium, and it's making me think Mm. your point and this point about the stadium, which my point was going to be, based on what's happened in in recent weeks, clearly... The council and the club can't stand the sight of each other, and somebody needs to. They're basically someone needs to bang their heads together like they're two kids, right? There's clearly fault on both sides, but there needs to be some kind of breakthrough. But now, when you saying that, I'm literally thinking out loud. But I'm thinking, are the club just not very good at building projects, and do they need someone else <laughs> in to manage these things properly? I think they're getting it right. Um, are they? Well, they're getting it right as in saying that no one can be any worse. Mm. The hash and the ridiculousness of um, Old Old Common, which we, everyone knew that the QPR would never get. It looks like Carjan are going to end up leaving as well because it was always going to be big. When the big boys want to come and get the land, they're going to have the land. So QPR yeah. and Carjan were never going to probably get that. Um, <laughs> maybe you should build this statue of the local council that hits us so much to try and get the ground across. I don't know. <laughs> Paul, Paul, um, your are end. Go on. Well, going back to the ground thing, just quickly, is we need to just give to support the fan base. And if the fan base think our last chance of staying in W12 is going with Linford Christie, then we've got to go with it. And we've got to get as much help as we can to get it. If the fan base are happy to stay at Loftus Road, we'll stay at Loftus Road. What it's, about if it's 52-48? Then you just spend 20 years bitching with each other and, get, <laughs> and um, see what happens. We're not staying at Loftus Road. The people who are running the club are not going to make that happen. But you see, the thing is, I, I don't know if this thing of like everyone says, oh, you know, they're here to, to make loads of money. If they are, they're doing it really badly. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure that's, that, that's the thing. I think they're doing it to be loved more than anything else. And everything depends on getting delivered a brand spanking new stadium, deliver a new training complex, because both are probably outdated, and the training ground's certainly not fit for purpose, and there's no way you can bring up a, a youth thing in that. Though. It's hard to keep a youth team going when you've got the youth team section around West London in different areas and stuff like that. Yeah. So we need to be focused on that. My R's end is... Oh. I'm just oh, going to get... Oh, right. Is, okay, I thought that was it. No, no, it's okay. quite simple. I'm sick to fucking death of losing local derbies. That's my R's end. I'm sorry for your loss. Simon. Yeah, no, I was just going to finish. I was going to talk about the stadium, just say how I think this could be, will be, I know you had Tony on here speaking about it, but I think this will eventually be a story that the way it's going will escalate to a national and quite a big story because in the sense that if QPR, well, as they say, can't stay in the borough, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've seen obviously with other with other other things going on the, in the football league with with Coventry and other clubs like that. You know, if it gets to that situation, 
Um, it's going to be a war of words played out in the media. Yeah, basically. exactly. Because I think, it, as you say, the, the two parties aren't getting on. No. Um, and it could be, I really think that that will be one of the big, big stories, not just in, in the championship, but the whole of English football will be QPR stadium situation. Which is a shame because I love, I love Loftus Road um, and I like those old school grounds where, you know, especially when I'm going there under the lights for those games, when it's in a, you know, round the streets, it's fantastic. And I think you sometimes lose that with new stadiums, which is why Watford works so hard to develop mm. those and keep it as it is. So I'd love Loftus Road to stay as it is, but... I love walking down South Africa Road and like seeing the lights then, like you're saying, you just yeah. see it sort of emerging. It's like, I do love that. I know that Loftus Road is getting on a bit now. It's like with, I'm an Arsenal fan and that with, with Highbury and the Emirates is just completely different. When there's nothing better than those sort of old school stadiums under the lights, walking down the streets. But she used, mm. I still do it. I'm going to the, the uh, West where I still look down at Loftus Road. I still like a child went there the first time when you're in the tube and you're going past it and, and it still gives you a bit of a spring in your step. But yeah, it's, it's probably either, we, we need to do something with Loftus Road. Whether we move or not, we need to develop Loftus Road. I mean, the press got 50 statues to put in there, Paul. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, the, 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 what worries me is, like, if you, I look at... No offence to you guys. <laughs> I look at what they've done for the press boys, and it's lovely. And girls, sorry. Yeah. Um, press people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's another frigging debate on the get on. Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of... I look at that, and it's all very nice, and they've got the press suite, which used to be the bar, lovely. And look at what I get as a paying customer. Bit ropey. You know, and it's not right. We've got to treat our own fans better. We've got to do something with the ground to make it slightly better, to make it more of a match day experience, to get people coming back because we need to do something. It's a ro- it's a ropey ground. I went on the tour a few weeks ago with my son. Okay, the stadium. How tour. was that? <laughs> um, so I've been in a few modern football grounds, as a lot of people have. You know, we're we're recording just a stone's throw from the Emirates and all. That. It's a dive. In all honesty, <laughs> especially inside and the away dressing room. Oh, my God. I would. I, I don't know how anyone beats us at home because it must be such a miserable experience to be here as an away team. I'm not even joking. The loos in the dress, away dressing room are in the dressing room. Open plan. Oh, wow. The toilets in the away dressing the, the room. The plan was to make it as uncomfortable as you possibly could. Well, they've could. certainly <laughs> done that. They've certainly done that. No toilets. Um, it's... <laughs> It, yeah, yeah. It's it's surprise health and safety. I haven't pulled them in that. If that's to say it needs a lick of paint is massively undercooking it. The the ground is the ground needs a lot of work. It, it does. Needs a lot of it work. does. But it is, it is well, special. It was not, Norwich it's painted special. their away dressing dressing room pink, wasn't it this season? Yeah, they I don't really, I don't know if that would have an impact sort of on me. Where are they in the table? Of course, of course we all <laughs> love, of course we all love the stadium, as do I. But yes, it is. It definitely needs something. To what we should do it. in the away dressing room is paint pictures of QPR fans crying and saying, "If you win, you bastard, you're making that cherry <laughs> <No>. try." <laughs> um, right, we have to finish. Quick predictions on like a front line. Quick, pre- yeah, quick predictions for Stoke on Saturday, Paul. Don't make it a whole... I'm actually missing the game Saturday. Oh. I've got to go to a family thing in Centre Parks. I'm absolutely raging. Don't want to go. Got to have a crap time. So hopefully it'll be a nil-nil draw and I haven't missed much. Okay. Looking forward to Rotherham. James, they're going to respond to the Brentford game and I think they'll win and I'm going to say 2-0. Yeah. But they're oh. in a bit of a comp. They're in a bit of a rule on the moment. Still, they're actually perfect. 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 <laughs> I'll go along with that. Um, 
The voice of reason, Simon, prediction for I'm going to go 1-1 uh, draw. <laughs> Stay on the fence. Uh, James, you can't boo the guest. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, here's to a win on Saturday. This has been Open All Arts. UPR. UPR. Rangers.